Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show, a real estate investment program. Listen and learn how to use real estate to build wealth and passive income streams for you and your family. We bring you experts every day to discuss and answer your questions on everything from single-family homes all the way up to 600-plus unit apartment complexes. And now, the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I've got a question for you. What's your current end game? Yeah, yeah, it can mean a whole lot of things to, well, a whole lot of people. But, you know, I, I got curious about what the definition of end game was because we seem to throw it around here and there. There was a, a Marvel movie made called The End Game, and, you know, it, it means different things to different people. So I said, okay, let's, let's find out what the vocabulary.com guys think end game means. And, and here's what they say. An end game is the very last part of a strategic game like chess or backgammon. The last few moves you make in your chess game are your end game. All right, so now you're sitting here thinking, what, what, what are you talking about, Al? What's this thing about in-game? What, 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 put this in context for us. Okay, here comes the context. You ready? Coronavirus. Yeah. What's the in-game for coronavirus? I mean, we've got society slowly getting back to work. We have an economy that has been put basically on, on hold that is in the process of starting to come back. We have governors that are lifting restriction orders. In other words, here in Texas, uh, last Friday, you know, you could you could actually go into a restaurant. Uh, now, granted, you could only go into a restaurant with a maximum of 25% occupancy available because, you know, they're trying to reduce the the ability for us to spread the contagion amongst each other. That's why we're doing all that social distancing stuff. But at the end of the day, what should your real end game be? I think your real end game needs to be your retirement. And a lot of you are not focused on that end game. You're, you're really not. You're, you're focused on anything but retirement. As a matter of fact, some of the uh, statistics I've looked at says that you have failed to invest in your 401k properly. What does that mean? Well, that means when you turn the age of 59 and a half or 60 or 70 or whenever you start taking that money out, there's not going to be that much money left for you to live on. And the, the other problem with that is this. Once you calculate how much money you have to live on, you've got to figure out how long you're going to live. That is the most difficult, difficult question to answer. How long will I live? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. I mean, me, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow, or I could have an aneurysm, or, I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen to me, and there's a lot of things that could happen to you, but I'm not wishing doom and gloom on you. What I'm trying to point out is that you've got to have an end game. You know, we're, we're looking at this coronavirus environment, and, you know, we're, we're sick of it. We're sick of it. Uh, those of us that have been able to work were fortunate. Those of you that were unable to work, 
You took, you took an economic hint, hit. Now, the government threw a little money your way. Well, maybe, depending on what your adjusted gross income was for 2018 or 2019, if you were within the thresholds, you got a, you got a check for 1200 bucks. If you're married, you got a check for 2400 bucks. And if you had kids that were under the age of 17, you got checks for 500 bucks for each of them. Now, if you had kids that are above the age of 16, they were, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, whatever the maximum college ages, you got zero dollars for them. Ironically, the most expensive dependents to have, which are children in the age group of 17 to about 23, you got no money for. But you know, at the end of the day, the government did the best they could with what they had. I mean, you know, we were going into this coronavirus situation. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. Uh, the government knew that we had to do the social distancing stuff. They knew that they had to at least start shutting down the economy so that we could tolerate the disease, you know, so that we could we could fight back. We could stop the spreading of that pandemic. And, and I think we've done a pretty good job. You know, the, the numbers are going down. We do have some governors that are saying, well, we don't think our spike is going to hit until May or June. There's some states that are saying they think they think that their their maximum case load is going to hit them in June just because they've started farther back in the timeline than other parts of the country. So, you know, we're not really done with this coronavirus thing. I mean, I'm reading all kinds of stuff about this this coronavirus and and the fact that, you know, it's not very heat resistant. So, the hotter it gets this summer, the better off we are because this stuff can't live in heat, can't live in humidity. Um, just, you know, there's there's certain environments it can't live in. So, hey, bring on the summer, bring on the heat, let's kill this thing off. And then there's the, the other concern that it may just respawn itself next wintertime or next fall or whenever this thing spawned itself, whenever it crossed over from animal into human and started affecting that first human being. And along the way, that human being spread it to somebody else who spread it to somebody else. And of course, here we are in, in the situation we're in. But what are you gonna do? What is your end game? What is your end game for the coronavirus? Are, are you focused on trying to get back to work? Maybe, maybe you've been able to go back to work. Maybe you've been able to telecommute during this, this coronavirus time. You know, may, maybe you, you're one of those few unfortunate folks that basically was was laid off or furloughed with no ability to work from home or from a remote location. And I know there's a lot of you that, that felt that sting. And I know that $2,400 check you got from the government, that didn't fill the gap. Um, and I know that a lot of you had to dip into savings to, to keep afloat. And, and you know what? I got to salute you guys. I really do. The fact that you were honorable, the fact that you did the things that you needed to do to maintain your obligations is commendable. It is absolutely commendable. And I salute you for it. I do. You know, and I'll tell you what, I salute all of my tenants that have paid their rent on time. And I'll tell you what, all of them have paid on time, which, which is amazing. It's amazing, especially in the current environment. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about that end game. We're going to talk about the strategy that you need to have so that when you get to the end of the game, you have the ability to win the game. And when it comes to retirement, we want you to have enough money coming in so that you don't have to worry about going back to work or paying your bills. It's a really, really good feeling. And I'll tell you what, it can be yours in five years or less. We'll be back right after this.
Del Wamsley talks about finding that one thing that made sense for the lifestyle. I looked at franchises. I looked at multi-level marketing. I looked at everything in the world. But nothing made as much sense as buying one simple little rental property. Real estate is your best option. Real estate makes sense. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you how to buy your first rental property. Join our live online free workshop to find out more. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Del Wamsley talks about positive cash flow tax-free. I bought one little rent house. So a month later, I bought three more. Now I started receiving even more positive cash flow. $880 a month positive cash flow after just two months. This cash flow was tax-free because of the way I did it. Because if you know how to do it the right way, you won't pay taxes on that. Give yourself a raise tax-free. Find out how at Lifestyles Unlimited's live online free workshop. Register today at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. As I sit here and read article after article and see TV show after TV show, the normal person out there on the street cannot overcome their fear to get to the analytical part of this whole process. I'm not afraid of and I'm actually ready for a recession, a crash of value of anything and everything. Why? It is the opportunity to do incredible stuff. But that's my analytical brain. The United States has a very strong economy. We will return to our basic economic foundation. This is not going to be the end of the world for everyone. But you do need to take some action. And some actions will be more productive than others. And one of the things that I think you can do now is take this time, like you said, Del, people are going to be sitting at home and you have a time right now to change your life. Make what you have work for you. You need to get into lifestyles right now. Join us for our free online workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Talk 1370, The Right Choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. It's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted. Welcome back to the show. So on today's show, we're asking the question, what is your current end game? And, you know, the end game could be for anything. It really could. It could be for this coronavirus thing. It could be for your retirement. It could be for somebody going to school, whether they're getting ready to, you know, potentially graduate from high school or graduate from college or, you know, end a career in, in a you know, employment somewhere, or maybe you started up a business and you've got an end game. So the, the kicker is this, what's the best possible outcome for your end game, regardless of what your end game is? Well, here's an easy answer for you. The best possible outcome is the one you plan for. That's right. See, a lot of you are not planning for your retirement. That's true. I mean, I've got all kinds of stats here I could read to you and bore you to death with all that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're not saving the amount of money that you need to save so that you can develop a nest egg somewhere in the future and then try and live that on that nest egg without going broke. And if you go broke, then you wind up, you know, basically becoming a burden on your family, friends, or the government. Yeah, that's just the way it is. I know burden is kind of a harsh word. But you know where I'm going with that. 
You don't want to have to rely on other people. You want to be independent. After all, we're Americans. You know, we, we value our independence. We value our freedom. And we don't want to subjugate that to anyone or anything. So what is that end stated goal that you have? What is your end game for retirement? Are you shoving money into your 401k? Are you putting money into your IRA, your SEP, your 403b, your simple, which isn't simple at all? Yeah. And how much money are you putting in? Or are you going, well, you know what? Things are a little tight right now. I can't contribute to that. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of you have just gone through a real tough period. You've gone through literally a month and a half with, with no income coming in. And that's, that's difficult. And now's the time for you to start reevaluating where you're at. Because imagine, imagine if you were forced to retire today. Imagine what that would look like. First of all, you don't have enough money to support that retirement. Second of all, the stock market is not doing as well as the stock market has done previously. Now, we're looking for the stock market to recover. We would love for that to happen. But at the end of the day, the market controls the market's forces. You don't control it. I don't control it. And that's part of the reason I'm not in it, because I've got no control over it. And that's why I like real estate for my retirement, because it pays me money five different ways. I mean, I get, I get cash flow, and cash flow is king. Cash flow is the money that comes in every month or every quarter, <clears throat> excuse me, depending on what type of investment you have. And that money is money you can use to offset your bills, that you can pay for your car payment, your house payment, your grocery bills, your insurance payment, your utilities. I mean, all those things that you and I have to pay for, you can use that passive income to pay for those things. And when you have enough of that passive income coming in, enough of that cash flow coming in that it meets or exceeds your normal bills, you've done it. You've effectively retired yourself. That means, that means if you lost your job tomorrow, tomorrow, you would still be able to provide for your family and for yourself because the money from your investments is coming in and it's coming in routinely. Kind of like that W-2 paycheck that you get. You kind of get, you know, caught on the routineness of that. Well, you can get caught up on the routineness of cash flow too. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And then, and then you start focusing on the lifestyle. That's right, you, you continue to build those cash flows up so that now you can start doing things that you wanna do. Like, you know, maybe take two weeks and go tour Europe. Or, I don't know, follow the Grateful Dead for a while. I don't know, whatever you want to do. You can do it because you're not tied down. But you're saying, well, wait a minute, Al. What if I still have a job? Well, if you still have a job, it's because it's your choice. Because you choose to have a job. Not because you have to have a job. Because you choose to have a job. And there is a big, big difference. I mean, when you have to go to work for, or, for an organization that you don't necessarily believe in, but you need to have a job, you know, your heart isn't going to be 100% in what you do. It's just not going to be that way. But if you can find a job that meets your intellectual, your emotional, and your physical needs, go ahead and take it. Go ahead and take it. I mean, 
if, if you love doing what you're doing, then that's okay. Go, go keep your job. But it's the freedom. Do you see that? It's the freedom to choose. It's the freedom to say, yeah, you know what? I'm done. See ya. A lot of you can't do that right now because a lot of you are stuck in that W-2 job. And a lot of you are trying to put money away into your 401ks, your IRAs, and all those things, which are junk. In my opinion, they're all junk. They're nothing but glorified savings programs. And you're failing. You don't have a solid end game. You don't know what the end game looks like. You know, you've sat down with your financial planner. I know you've gone over the numbers and, you know, they, they talk about, well, what does retirement look like for you? And of course, they, they show you the picture of the big house and they show you the picture of the beautiful cars and they show you the picture of the, the, the nice boat or, or airplane, whatever you're into, right? You know, and they say all these things can be yours. All you got to do is just keep shoving money into your retirement plan. But you don't stay focused on the end game. See, the first thing that happens when you run short of money is you stop feeding those quote-unquote investments. You do. And, and even if it automatically comes out of your check, you are tempted, you are tempted to turn that automatic payment off, especially when you go through a period like we've just gone through, especially if you haven't had the ability to work and earn an income. Or, you know, you were working in, in one particular job making a decent living, and now you've had to take a separate job just to keep food on your table. And maybe that separate job doesn't pay you a whole lot, not like that original job did. So what do you do? You stop feeding the retirement account. It's that simple. I mean, because you got to meet, meet your ends, right? <laughs> it's, you got to get everything together. You got to pay for everything that you need. And sometimes you just don't have enough money coming in. But if you had the ability to create wealth, if you had the ability right now to refocus yourself, to, to stop focusing on these retirement plans that you're quite frankly not believing in anyhow, and retooling your mind to focus on real estate. Yeah, real estate. Real estate is the vehicle that pays you five different ways. And I'll tell you what, there is no better time than now to get started with real estate. And what we want to do is we want to invite you to one of our virtual free workshops. You will learn a ton of information and it doesn't cost anything. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com. That's freeworkshoplivestream.com and get registered for an upcoming event. You won't be sorry. Talk 13-7, the right choice. with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free. Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today's show, we're, we're asking you what your end game is. I mean, what what is your end game? I mean... In relation to what you might ask, well, that's a great question. You see, we all have end games. Um, you know, let me let me pick on my son for a minute. Um, he is in college. 
Uh, he is an Army ROTC as a part of that, and he is getting ready to graduate from college and commission as a second lieutenant. I just got a little misty-eyed there. Uh, second lieutenant in the United States Army. Yeah, I'm a proud dad. I'm a real proud dad. And I'll tell you what, there was an end game associated with him doing that. He had to stay focused. He had to do a lot of things. Some things he didn't enjoy doing. Other things he had a great time doing. But at the end of the day, he's going to walk away with a commission and a degree. And I'm, I'm very proud of him. So, you know, that begs the question, what's the next end game? What's he going to do? Well, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. He's, he's already sat down and thought it through. Uh, he's a member of Lifestyles Unlimited. He's a part of the Preferred Investor Group. And, you know, the first thing that he is going to do is he's going to go out and get himself a decent paying job. Now, the key thing is this, and this is one of the things that we found out by talking with our lenders, because the lenders are members of our team. They can provide us excellent advice and guidance, and in this particular case, we got just that. What we found out was this. Because he is a college graduate, he only needs to show 30 days worth of employment at, at wherever he goes to work because they'll consider his full-time education as the rest of the qualifying factor. So in other words, he doesn't have to have six months worth of income to show because they're willing to give him a break. So what's he going to do with that? Well, he's been putting money aside and what he's going to do, he's going to buy a fourplex. Yeah. His first real estate purchase will be a fourplex. And here's the logic, okay? He can get into a fourplex using FHA financing for 3.5% down. So he doesn't need to come in with like 20, 25, 30% down. He can come in to a property at 3.5% down. Now, he's not going to be able to get one of those nice trashed out properties that we really like to buy because it's got to conform with you know, FHA guidelines. And FHA guidelines basically say, yeah, the property needs to be in pretty good, decent shape or we're not going to loan on it. And if they don't loan on it, well, then he can't get the property. So that, that keeps him in, in a certain box with regards to available properties. But if you, you think about it, let's, let's run some numbers here. Let's just have fun with Mr. Calculator. Let's say he's looking at a fourplex for about $450,000, okay? Because that's, that's about what a decent fourplex runs in, in the area we're in. Now, he's going to need 0 .035. He's gonna need about $16,000 for down payment. He's gonna need uh, to have some cash reserves. He's gonna need to have some a little extra money set aside for the, you know, the what ifs. So what he's looking at He's looking at a reserve or a total total commitment of about twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars that he's going to need to be able to do this deal. Now, here's the beautiful thing about it: when we do the math, when we pencil out, you know, what that property can perform doing, what we determined is that three of the four units, based on rental income, should provide enough income to that property so that he can live in that fourth unit free. That's right. You heard me right. He can live in that fourth unit for free. And 
Now, FHA requires him to be an owner-occupant. Okay, that, that is a rule. You can't just go, oh, I'm going to be an owner-occupant and then not move in. They got ways to figure out if you've done that. And trust me, they do, they do check. They do check. And if you want to, if you want to know about the ways that they can, they can find out that you're not there, well, there's a lot of ways. They can check your insurance policy. If, if, you know, if you've strictly got a, a fire policy on the thing, uh, no personal content, no, no quote unquote renter's insurance component to that insurance, that's one way they can find you. Another way they can find you is they can uh, check your, your power bill, see who is paying the power in each of the units. And if none of the four units match up with the person whose name is on the deed bam gotcha and there's there's other ways but what I'm not what I'm not trying to do is I'm not trying to have you get around the government what I'm trying to tell you is this son's got an end game okay so his end game right now is to get himself into a fourplex and get that fourplex fully stabilized so that he can live there for free now like I said the FHA requires you to be an owner occupant which which is not bad. It's really not bad. But they only require you to do it for a year and a day, which means he can go literally 12 months living in that particular property. And as he continues along the 12 months, he keeps putting more money aside. Okay, because what he's trying to do is he's trying to build up that twenty dollars to $25,000 again so he can do what? Yeah, that's right. He can go out and do it again. Okay, and because he's already been qualified because he's a, he has rental income coming in because the income on the fourplex can be used to help him qualify he's golden really what it boils down to is is money for him how much money can he can he kick out to get down payment money and how much money does he need to show in the bank for reserves and i'll tell you what he's got all that money and it's his money he has worked hard for that money it's a strategy folks it's a strategy that gets him to the end game because what he wants to do is he wants to get at least two fourplexes. He believes that after getting two, du excuse me, not duplexes, that's what I own. He believes after purchasing two fourplexes and, and owning them for one year and two years respectively, he'll have eight doors providing him income, eight doors. And ironically, you know, those doors can, can easily produce, let's just say $200 a month in positive cash flow. So we'll just keep it real, real small. And at the end of the day, it's producing about $1,600. And, and he's not doing much a month, $1,600. Now that's assuming that, you know, it's gonna come in on the low end. Frankly, I think he's going to see numbers in the higher end. I think he's going to see numbers in the $300 to $400 range per unit uh, because if he buys right and with appreciation and with uh, rents uh, being charged, what is fair in the marketplace, not at the top end. We don't do that. What we do is we figure out what rents are going for in the general area. Then we take a look at our product and we base it and compare it against the other product out there. And if we've got the same amenities plus maybe one better, what we're gonna do is we're gonna charge a little bit less rent so that we become positioned in the marketplace to control that rental acquisition. Does that make sense? I know it makes sense to you. So 
where are you at in your end game? I mean, you know, we, we can talk about that end game from a, a lot of different perspectives, but I'll tell you, a lot of you, you, you bought into this quote unquote retirement end game by, you know, dealing with 401ks or IRAs or pensions or things like that. And I'm here to tell you, those things are drastically underfunded in America. They are drastically underfunded. And, and if you are planning to live off of the quote-unquote windfall that those quote-unquote retirement accounts will provide to you when it's time for you to retire, I think your end game is wrong. Because I think what you're setting yourself up for is a, is a big fall. And, it, and it's going to be a painful fall. And what it, what it starts out looking like, it starts looking like retirement. And then you start burning through your money. And then you start realizing, wow, I don't have as much money as I really need. What happens if I live another five or 10 years and I've only got two years worth of money? <laughs> it happens. It's happening in America right now. And that's why I'm warning you about it. You need to understand this. And when we come back, I'm going to give you some of those stats that I was talking about earlier in the show so that you can understand how bad a shape you're really in. We'll be back right after this. Here's Lifestyles Unlimited founder and CEO, self-made multimillionaire and national radio host, Del Wamsley, on getting the information you need to get through this. So you ask yourself, isn't this the wrong time to get out of the stock market? Very well could be, but maybe it might go down. And then you ask yourself, man, if I would have had some of that money, I could have used it. People are gonna be afraid. And the people who are in real estate that are losing money are gonna be afraid. And they're going to want to get out. And when they do, we're going to be able to go in and buy at very advantageous prices that are going to change our family's future, quite honestly. So you need information on how to do that. You need the knowledge of how to get through this. You need to get into Lifestyles right now. Lifestyles Unlimited has been helping people succeed since 1990. Join us for our free online real estate workshop and learn the seven principles we teach to run our businesses and provide for our families. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom. Today's show, we're asking the question, what is your current end game? And that end game can be focused on a myriad of different things. But what I'm suggesting to you is this. Your end game needs to be focused on retirement. That's right. That, that thing that is looming out there for you somewhere. Now, a lot of you, a lot of you think that retirement is an age. That's what society has taught you, that, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 62 to 70 is that sweet spot for when you retire. And, and what's driving that sweet spot? Well, it depends on how much Social Security you might get, because a lot of you are going to find out that Social Security is going to play a big part in your retirement plan because you don't have a retirement plan. So you're going to wind up trying to live off of Social Security. And I'll tell you what, that is a recipe for disaster. It is absolutely a recipe for disaster. Now, check this out. Um, I was 
going through the web and I found a really good article it talks about you know the average retirement savings and it talks about the statistics that I alluded to earlier in the show and this article is written by Amelia Josephson and what she says is this and it's it's shocking you ready buckle in because what she says is not going to feel good on your ears she says around half of American households have no retirement savings at all no 401ks no IRAs, nothing. Perhaps you think you're expecting pension income to support them in retirement. In fact, according to the government accounting office, around 29% of households ages 55 and older have neither retirement savings nor a pension. She goes on to say it doesn't paint a very pretty picture. Yeah, you know what? I agree with her. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in a situation where I'm 55 years of age, okay, I'm 56, so that, that's realistic, um, where I don't have any savings. Well, I really don't have any savings, so that's kind of realistic. And I'm relying on a pension. Well, I'm actually kind of relying on two pensions. So you're, you're saying, okay, Al, you've got it going on. You've, you've got pensions, you're, you're, you don't rely on savings, things like that, so you're, you've effectively retired yourself, right? Well, effectively, yes and no. And what do I mean by that? Well, yes, I've effectively retired myself, and I continue to work doing this radio show because I absolutely love what I'm doing, okay? And no, from the standpoint of the fact that my pensions don't provide enough income to support my lifestyle. They don't even provide enough income to support my retirement threshold. See, it's real estate income that's coming in over and above all of that that's providing me that cash flow. It's providing me that appreciation. It's providing me the, the ability to capture equity when I acquire the property. It's, it's providing me the ability to pay down my principal. And it's providing me the ability to have just some incredible tax advantages. And I'll tell you what, I did my taxes this year and I got money back. You know why I got money back? Because I've got paper losses on real estate. Now, what are paper losses? Well, paper losses are this. They're just that. They're paper losses. They're losses you take on paper that don't necessarily reflect the condition of the property. I know, it's, it's, it's oxymoronic, I get it, but it's, it's what it is. Hey, let me get back to this article though because um, she makes some really good points, Amelia does, and, and I, I, wanna, I wanna get these out to you because what I find, it's better to hear some of this information from a source that isn't necessarily me. Otherwise, you're just getting all your information from me. And I don't think that's necessarily 100% wise, although I'm not gonna lie to you and I'm not gonna tell you an untruth. I do think you need to check some of the information out and this is an opportunity to do that by bringing in additional content. So, according to the National Institute on Retirement Security, almost 40 million Households have no retirement savings at all. The Employee Benefit Research Institute estimates that Americans have a retirement savings deficit, a deficit at $4.3 trillion. Yeah, that's, that's with a T, trillion dollars. That means all U.S. households with a head of household uh, between the ages of 25 and 64 have $4.3 trillion fewer dollars in savings than they should have for retirement. And that's if you're basing it off of the, the retirement model that society fed you, which is, you know, retirement is an age, it's not necessarily a number. Well, for me, it's a number, it really is, okay? Research by the Federal Reserve 
found that the median retirement account balance in the United States, looking only at those who actually have retirement accounts, was just $60,000 in 2016, which is the most recent uh, survey available. The conditional mean balance was $228,900. Those numbers might not sound too bad, but consider that the medical costs alone for a couple over the course of retirement is estimated to be about, you got it, $200,000. And an October of 2017 study by the Center for Retirement Research calculated median retirement account balances by age from the Federal Reserve Survey data. You ready for these numbers? Okay, these are the median numbers. Remember, half are above, half are below. So if you're in the age group of 35 to 44, your median retirement balance is $37,000. Some of you have more, some of you have less, but it's only 37,000. Now, let's move up in age groups. Let's get to that uh, 45 to 54 age group. They've got a median savings of $80,000, okay? It's, it's a better number, but it's not a great number. It's not a great number. Now let's talk about those in the age, my, well, my, my new age group, 55 to 64. $104,000 median amount of money that you have in that retirement savings account. So I'll tell you what, if, if you're 64 years of age and you've got $104,000 in your retirement account and it costs you, let's say, oh, I don't know, $4,000 a month to live, Let's see how long you can go. You can go for 26 months. That's two years and two months. And beyond that, you're gonna run out of money and you're gonna to have to go back to work. Now keep in mind, you're gonna be a little bit older and probably a little less likely to wanna to go back to work. Now, the article goes on to, to give some more grim statistics and I'm, I'm just gonna tell you what they are because you need to have an end game because the end game that you've got is not working. She says, it isn't just retirement accounts that Americans lack. Looking at overall net worth tells a similar story, although these figures have been consistently rising since the Great Depression. In the Federal Reserve report, the median household net worth for a head of household age 35 to 44 is only $59,800. For a head of household the age of 45 to 54 years of age, that figure's $124,200. And in the 55 to 64 age range, Average net worth is $187,300, including all age groups, median net worth rose about 16% from the 2013 survey. And for many Americans, Social Security benefits are the only source of income during their retirement. Social Security was never meant to be a sole source of retirement income, though. Retired workers average a monthly Social Security benefit of $1,354.04 as of October 2016, roughly the equivalent of a minimum wage job. So if you add the rising debt levels among older Americans and you have a situation that's a far cry from most people's retirement, a dream of future travel and leisure. Yeah, that's what she goes on to say. And she's right. She's absolutely right. You know, I mean, you think about it. Let's, let's go with your, your net worth at $187,300. If you had to sell all of that net worth, okay, let's say you had to liquidate it and you've got $187,000, well, $187,300 she recommends, and it costs you $4,000 a month to live, 
my calculator just gave me a number that you will not believe, and it's not the right number. <laughs> so let me let me plug it back in. Um, oh, geez, so it's one hundred eighty-seven thousand three hundred dollars in net worth divided by four thousand dollars a month to live. You can go about 46, 47 months. So, you know, that's about an extra four years. So, I mean, if, if that's your end game, if that's what you want to do, you're going to get enough retirement savings put aside that you can live for two years and two months. And then you're going to completely burn through all of your net worth, liquidating any and all assets that are there so that you can continue to live another, oh, just shy of four years. So the, the, Retirement end game in that scenario is six years. So you've got to figure out from the point where you actually say, I'm going to retire to the point where you actually die. What is that six year period? It is impossible to predict. Absolutely impossible to predict. You're either going to run out of money or you're not. And that's just the way it is. But here's the thing we haven't talked about with real estate. You can get yourself retired in five years or less. That means if you're in your forties right now, Let's say you're 45 years of age. You can be retired by the age of 50. Want a better number? If you're, you're the age of 35, you can be retired by 40. And I'll tell you what, for some people, it goes even faster than that. It just depends on what resources you're working with, and it depends on your investing strategy. And I'll tell you what, to, in order to get all this stuff working for you, in order to understand everything that I'm, I'm talking to you about, what you've got to do is this. Go to freeworkshoplivestream.com. That's freeworkshoplivestream.com. Pick one of our upcoming free workshops so that you can start your educational process in real estate investing. And remember, it's not the money. It's the lifestyle. You have a wonderful day. Listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. Information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.